guys, what's up? Today I'll be talking about the movie Theater of Death. Man, this is definitely one of um, Christopher Lee's underrated movies. But, um, comes with a twist. First off, again, one more time, it's not a Hammer Horror movie. Usually a lot of people that see a Christopher Lee movie, they think every single movie he does is a Hammer Horror. Trust me, he works for other production companies too, people. I mean, come on, do your homework. But, um, Theater of Death is definitely one of those underrated, um, underrated movie of his work, and I feel like it had a good twist ending for its time, but it will make you want to say what the fuck, you know, and um, I might, I might do a spoiler for this one, so I'll give you a warning when I'm ready to spoil it for you guys and gals, okay, um, Theater Death is about this play about fonts that had a small theater that does like horror sketches, and um, you know, if you hear stories about horror movies, like horror movie documentaries, they talk about these theaters, you know, how they do like before cameras and um, how they do like these horror sketches and it was so bloody and gory that the audience be fainting and stuff. And um well the timeline of this movie is pretty obvious they have movies back that this they have movies, they have television and stuff, but you have cars and mo and scooter cycles. But be before that it was pretty much those theaters. And I think the last one probably closed in in the early 50s, I think, in, in France, actually, believe it or not, I think I'm right, it was in a American, it was in one of those American horror documentaries, it was on Netflix, check it out, anyway, let's fast forward, meanwhile, you got this director played by Christopher Lee, he's like a tough director, you gotta do the parts right, and meanwhile, while, meanwhile, outside of that theater, you got these mysterious killing going on, and you got the surgeon who works for the police department as they're trying to investigate these um, deaths. Like, they noticed that it was a knife through the neck. And, like, pretty much it was, like, blood drained out. So they kind of call it, like, vampire killers in a way, you know? So these mysterious deaths kind of, like, lead up to the theater. And the surgeon's wondering, like, if it was the director that's doing, like, played by Christopher Lee. Like, he felt like, um, like he's probably... Like, the way he is, I guess he's thinking that he's probably the killer. And again, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I have to spoil it for you guys, because if you haven't seen this movie, turn away now. But I feel like it's worth the talk. Uh, because if, if I don't talk about it, then there won't be nothing else for me to talk. You know, we will end this review within three minutes. And I don't want to end this review in three minutes. Anyway, there was when he decided to give a lift to Chris Lee's character, you know, he talked about these vampire killers around the neighborhood. The, the, you know, like, like, pretty much, do you know anything about it? Like, it just really, like, saying that, he, you know, like, his attitude's like, I don't know anything, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, pretty much, attitude, like, but when he mentioned the word vampire, and they just really said, what, vampires interest you or something? <laughs> you know? I wonder if this movie's trying to spoof on Hammer Production, you know, how, how Hammer Production used to run things when Chris Lee was around, but, I don't know, man, just think about it, you watch his interviews and stuff, in real life, by the way, you You'll find out what I'm talking about. Anyway, fast forward. Chris really got off his um, car, went to his house. Meanwhile, you also got this other part of the story when he's a, when he likes one of the girls that works for the theater. She's a, like the blonde girl. She ended up living with him, and the brunette girl who's dating like the police surgeon. Um, the blonde girl's actually her her roommate, and she doesn't want to see. Uh, she doesn't want her to see the director because she felt like the director's like you know like. Like, creepy-like in a way, you know? Um, as the movie progressed, you know, get this mysterious death, like I say. Um, because Felice's character kind of, like, he doesn't want want the roommate's best friend 
trying to like take her away from him, like you know, get out. I don't want you in the theater no more. She start crying, and then you start end up wondering like who the killer is. You know, it could be anybody. It's like one of those movies, and um, as the movie progressed, you know, later on, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Again, here we go. You find that Christopher Lee's character probably is dead. You know, because the surgeon found like his his clothes like with all blood and stuff, but there was no body. You know. So people presuming that he could be dead, or is he really alive or in hiding? But meanwhile, the girl that's living with Chris Police character, she's staying in the house anyway, while the brunette girl moves into the house to take care of her, pretty much. And um, as the movie progresses, you know, um, later on you find that, and spoilers again, Chris Police's body is actually dead, as they discover the dead body in in the, in the river bank, one of the Two couples make love in the boat, found the body, and as the roommate went inside a hidden wall, she's running around, and she found this tape recorder as we talk, towards the end. She hears a guitar playing, which her roommates play, by the way, and you find like in a story mode, when the soldiers talk to the waiter and waitresses, the, I mean the owner of a restaurant, that could recognize this girl, the roommate, roommate of the brunette, blonde girl, that she was actually like a baby from Romania, Come into the Swiss Alps, and you find out that um, in her background story, that her mother and father killed her brother so they could feed the baby his flesh, and that baby was actually the blonde girl. And then, meanwhile, back to that scene with the with the surgeon's girlfriend playing the tape recorder, she actually found the sketch, the last sketch that the director wrote, wrote before he died, which was actually the blonde girl's story. He was going to use that as a sketch. And then, once the tape recorder stopped playing, you found out, of course, voila, the blonde girl, the roommate of the brunette, is actually the killer. And she's the one that was killing all these victims. And um, she even killed Christopher Lee's character because she thought that he loves her, but he realized that she, he didn't love her. So she's like, fuck, I'm going to kill her, <laughs> pretty much. And then she's going after her roommate because she knows already who she is. And she's trying to kill her. And... But he didn't, well, first of all, she, she didn't kill her right away. She just like kidnapped her and make her write, write a, like a letter that she's doing the killing because she had like mental issues from her past history. So she's so the, so the evil roommate decided to take advantage of that and tell the cop like she's the one that did the killing. But when he want, when when no, she excuse me when she wanted to kill herself, it didn't work out. So she decided to do the kill. So the blind evil roommate decided, you know what, I'm gonna kill kill my friend then, and then. The sur- then the roommate, the brunette's boyfriend, the surgeon coming just in time to fight the evil roommate one-on-one as she's on the run. She runs to the theater, and you know what? Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler again, because I feel like the ending is so fucking epic. You know, it's nothing new now, but back in his days, if you were around that era, you probably would say, like, what the fuck? Because the roommate, the evil roommate, um, the blonde girl, ended up going all around the um, theater trying to hide from the cops while this, while one of the Theater sketches was playing the voodoo sketch, and yo, the blonde, the black, excuse me, the black girl that was doing the dancing. I don't know if it was a black girl with, 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 with white girl. I don't know if it was a white girl with black with black makeup, but yo, whatever. She had an awesome body. I'm sorry that I got to throw that in there. Just that alone, you, you might have to slow motion just look like bam, bam, bam. I'm sorry guys. I get a little personal. I love to look. I love hot chicks in horror movies. What guy doesn't, man? What guys? What what, guy, what men doesn't love watch hot chicks in horror movies? Raise your hands if you like hot chicks or horror movies. Don't hands me right here. But you know, she was dancing, this beautiful woman. 
while the sketch was playing, you got the killer running around. Now let's see, hide from the cops. It's pretty obvious she hide underneath the floor. And um, here we go. I gotta ruin the ending. I gotta ruin the ending. Now you know what? I don't wanna ruin the ending because I want you to see this movie because I thought the ending was epic. Anyway, check out Theater of Death. It's definitely worth the look. Um, let me show you what copy I got. It's actually the double drive-in. Suckers of Horror with Theater of, with theater of Death with it. And um, Suckers of Horror, I review that movie, so check it out. And the special features you have is both widescreen, these movies. Theater of Death is widescreen. And it also has a Christopher Lee 11-minute interview. Which, let me just say, you want to see the movie first and then see the interview after. Because Christopher Lee kind of gave like a minor spoiler of the movie himself. You know, but um, it didn't ruin the whole movie for me, though, by the way, to be honest with you. But Christopher Lee, in the 11 minute interview, is epic. You see how, how gangster and beast Christopher Lee when he does his movies and he picks the role that he likes to pick, that he wants to do without being pressured by the studios or nothing. See, this is what makes Christopher Lee one of the best actors in, in cinema history, you know, and God bless him, congrats. He just won in the Waterhood and he's like 91 years old, man. I'm like, wow. He's been in the game a long time, man. People, yeah, the 11 minute interview will just change your change life about how he is. I mean, he's epic. But Theater of Death, please check it out. That's all I'm going to say. Please check it out.